This is Hot Tech with Jan Vermeulen. Well, time's just gone uh, 17 uh, 4. It's going 17 48. Well, it's 12 minutes to 6. If you just join us, welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive 101.9 High FM. I'm Michael McKenna. Great to have Jan Vermeulen on board. Jan, very good afternoon to you. Great to have you on Tuesday afternoons and to chat to you about everything technical. <laughs> good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so without further ado, Take a Lot makes, uh, hundred, makes what? 392 million rand loss and blames inflation and load shedding. Take us through that. Yeah, this is this is quite um, quite a rough one. Like we we knew there was a, a a rough set of results coming because its parent company Naspash had put out a warning two weeks ago for the whole group, not for Take a Lot in particular. But it's, it's generally you know if if um, if Naspash is having a bad time, um, then you can kind of infer that Take a Lot's probably not having a good time either. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's 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 really. Um, it's really, uh, uh, you know, quite quite rough, a rough time for take a lot. Um, from uh, the, you know, uh, the, the past two years set of results, um, uh, you know, Naspash had said that take a lot is close to break even. It's close to break even. And then this year um, it just slipped um, into into a bigger loss. And, uh, you, and this is not the biggest loss that Take a Lot's ever posted. I mean, it, it, um, it's posted some substantial losses in the past. But as I said, it was, it was like it was getting there, you know, it was like right. almost breaking even. <laughs> and, uh, and this year, there's not even a mention in the Naspash results about Take a Lot breaking even. So yeah, uh, a rough set of results for Take a Lot. Um, I'm not sure I buy the excuse that load shedding is to blame. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, all the other macroeconomic factors, um, like inflation, high interest rates, certainly has put pressure on people's pockets. Indeed. Jan, okay, so we're looking at a system which has now gone down, uh, home affairs, loses over, what, 6,000 working hours in three months. What's happening here? Yeah, this is load shedding. So right. um, the Minister of Home Affairs was asked in Parliament by a, Demi- a Democratic Alliance MP um, a, 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 this question specifically: how you know how many hours is Home Affairs lo- losing due to load shedding? Right. And um, and the minister came back and said it's like around six thousand two hundred and change working hours in the past quarter, in the last quarter. Um, uh, and so, so over three months. Wow. Um, but um, when you work that out, if you if you divide that number by eight, you get to like 720 working days, which is you know obviously that's more than a year. Yeah, so, yeah right. <laughs> so so, so um, the the like the way to look at that number is like th- there's many different branches affected, and it's sort of like. Um, I wish I wish you could we could get like a man hour loss uh, type measure because this measurement isn't that meaningful now, unfortunately, but at least it gives an idea of the magnitude of the problem. Um, but the minister also further qualified it and said that um, even though, you know, load shedding's impact has been substantial, they've managed the 95 percent uptime on home affairs systems. But still, if that's you in one of those 6,000 hours at that specific branch, um, you know, or, or wow. rather within mm-hmm. the 6,000 hours at the, at the specific branches that were affected by load shedding, if you rock up at five in the morning to start queuing and it's your branch's yeah. turn to, to not be operational because the system is down due to load shedding or whatever other excuse, um, 
it's a that's enough to make one uh in, incredibly upset and frustrated um uh, you know, but yes you know. At, uh, uh you know um at, at least um this gives us a, a a measure of the extent of the problem and uh and also a measure that you know the the minister um is has taken matters in hand and is uh trying to turn the ship around that is home affairs um so you know for people who might not know um the the essentially the head of IT at home affairs was sacked last year um b- you know because of his role in uh in mismanaging the 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 IT affairs of home affairs and uh and so uh, that's the strongest action I've I've seen taken in our government in a long time and so that's quite encouraging to see. Or at any time for that matter. You know, as you say, one shudders as to how this is impact on services. You imagine our people queuing for driver's licenses and certificates and things like that and renewing vehicle, yeah, vehicle documentation. And wow, the impact that it's having on that at the moment, uh, Jan. What, what's the situation there? I mean, what's the impact there? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Oh. Uh, we've not asked the Department of Transport um, what the impact mm. is at its uh, driver's license testing centers. Um, but a, a, a bigger impact than load shedding at the moment, I mean, um, you know, learner's permits and all that stuff, uh, vehicle license discs um, can be renewed through various channels, banks, uh, in the, the, uh, the, the Department of Transport has an online system now um, through um, uh, what it calls NARTIS, the National Traffic Information System. So you can renew your vehicle license disc online, but if you needed to renew your driving license card, in the past two months or so, um, it's, it's been a rough time. Uh, you could you could get the, the the application in and all that stuff, but the card machine's been broken, and so there's <laughs> there's like another three hundred thousand yeah. card oh, backlog right. on on driving license cards. So so um, that's been delayed again because the the single driving license printing machine we've got in the country broke down again. Um, so yeah, th- there's all these promises about a new driving license card system mm-hmm. that's coming later in the year. That honestly can't come fast enough, and uh, and certainly we'll be holding our government to its promises there, um, because th- this this situation is getting out of hand now. Indeed. Um, yeah. w- we we need to switch to the new system uh, as soon as possible. I doubt they'll meet their deadline. Um, but, you know, a man can dream. Indeed. <laughs> okay, so, Jan, let's move on to transmission issues now. Celsius finishes switching off its towers. Yes, I thought this would uh, be an important story to contextualize for folks so they can mm-hmm. know what's going on with Celsius exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Celsius no longer operates its own tower network, but Celsius is still around. How this is going to work and how this has worked um, for the last uh, several months is all of Celsius' contract customers are roaming on Vodacom now. So okay. if you're a Celsius contract customer, you're actually roaming on the Vodacom network officially. Um, there's a whole unofficial set of can of worms over there that I'm not going to open right now, mm-hmm. um, but perhaps one day we'll get to tell that story. But officially on paper, it's a roaming agreement between Celsius and Vodacom. Um, then if you're on prepaid, or one of Celsius, what they call MVNO customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVNO stands for Mobile Virtual Network Operator. Right. That's um, that's uh, things like FNB Connect um, and uh, and and um, similar systems. I think Capitec uh, has one. Um, so there's like very, you know, Mr. Price, Pep Stores, um, uh, Shoprite, 
um, has an MVNO. So that's these, um, you know, these other businesses, banks and retailers and so on that offer cellular services. Um, but obviously they don't run their own network. And so a lot of those run on CellC's network. Some of them run on MTN. Okay. Um, but, but a lot of them run on CellC. So like MTN, for example, Afriost and Access run, run an MVNO on MTN's network. Anyway, so if you are a, a CellC, if you're an MVNO customer or a prepaid or customer, a prepaid, yeah. then, then MTN is, is essentially your network provider, but it's not a roaming agreement. And I'm going to try okay. to explain this. Mm-hmm. What's happening is CellC still owns radio frequency spectrum. That's the, Raw materials of a wireless network. Um, you can think of that as the same as the airwaves that this broadcast is going out over right okay. now. That's spectrum. Right. And, and so Celsi still has its own spectrum and MTN is essentially building network infrastructure on behalf of Celsi using this spectrum, um, and, and allowing Celsi customers to, to use that network. Right. Um, and so Celsi has a commercial arrangement with MTN to provide what it calls a virtual radio access network for its customers. So it's not strictly a roaming agreement. It's something slightly different that allows Celsi to continue using its own spectrum assets. Um, but And no well, quality, sorry to come in there very quickly, on no quality or anything or service uh, quality will be lost during all this, uh, uh, during all these technicalities. Celsi, in fact, is promising better service quality. Okay. So, so anybody who's a Celsi customer, mm-hmm. um, let us know. Right. Um, it'd be, it'd be lovely to, to hear that feedback, whether your service quality has gone up, down, or remained the same. Um, because, uh, obviously, uh, we'll be measuring it ourselves as well, but mm-hmm. it's always good to get sort of first-hand experience from folks who's not just us. So it's not just our right. opinion. We can hear from other folks too. Okay. And very quickly, Telcom drops the South African post office. Take us through that. Yeah, this is a very quick one. You <laughs> used to be able to tell, to pay your telecom bill through the post office. Right. Telcom has dropped that capability now. You can no longer pay your telecom bill at the post office. Um, this is, this is, a, uh, I think just, uh, an example of the rough state that the post office is in that, that as uh, a partially state owned <laughs> telecommunications operator can't trust the state owned mail carrier for this service anymore. The post office's branch network used to be the most powerful in South Africa. Right. And, uh, and now even Telcom is saying we can't trust this anymore uh, or we can't, we can't use this anymore. Maybe trust has nothing to do with it, sure. but it's like we can't use this anymore. And so they're dropping it. And that's a sad state of affairs for the post office. Indeed. Jan, we're going to have to leave it there. As always, thanks so much for joining us on Tuesday afternoons just to give us a background as to what's happening with all these issues we have to contend with, technical or non-technical. And great to always have you on board, Jan. Jan Vermeulen, the editor at My Broadband.